Hello, this is Tanishka from Newslaundry.com bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Wednesday, the 13th of July. The special NCB court in Mumbai today directed the return of Shah Rukh Khan's son Aryan Khan's passport, LifeLaw reported. Khan's passport was seized after his arrest in the cruise ship drug case last year. Last month, he had approached the court seeking the return of his passport almost a month after the special investigation team of the Narcotics Control Bureau dropped charges against him in the case. Special NDPS judge V. V. Patil also cancelled Khan's bail bond and discharge surety. In its order, the court said that no complaint was filed against six people, including Khan, as no evidence had surfaced during the investigation. In view of the no objection given by the respondent NCBSIT, the court said that the passport needs to be released and prayer for cancellation of bail bonds needs to be allowed. Khan was given a clean chit last month in the NCBSIT charge sheet. His plea was filed last month on grounds that the charge sheet was not filed against him and five others. The SIT had, however, filed a charge sheet against 14 other people. Khan's lawyer said today that they were not pressing for the prayer of formal discharge from the case. The Ministry of Health and Family Welfare announced today that all adults will be able to get free booster doses of the COVID-19 vaccine at government centres for 75 days. The free doses will be available as part of a special drive held as part of the government's Azadi Ka Amrit Mahotsav celebrations to mark the 75th anniversary of India's independence. Union Minister Anurag Thakur said that the drive will start from July 15th and will be applicable for all citizens above the age of 18. Quoting an official, news agency PTI said that around 26% of the estimated 16 crore eligible population aged 60 and above as well as healthcare and frontline workers, have been administered the booster dose. However, less than 1% of the target population of 77 crore in the 18-59 to 59 age group have received the dose so far. Last week, the Union Health Ministry had reduced the gap between the second and precaution dose of COVID-19 vaccine for all beneficiaries from 9 to 6 months. This came after a recommendation from the National Technical Advisory Group on Immunization. The Supreme Court today refused to pass a blanket ban barring demolition drives across states, NDTV reported. It said that such a move would curtail the rights of municipal authorities and it cannot pass an omnibus order to prevent the authorities from taking action against unauthorized constructions. A bench of Justices B.R. Gawai and P.S. Narsimha was hearing a plea by Jamiat Ulama-e-Hind, which challenged the recent demolition of houses and other buildings carried out by Uttar Pradesh authorities in Prayagraj. The court told the council appearing for Jamiat that while rule of law has to be followed, with an omnibus order, won't they be preventing authorities from taking action against illegal encroachments? The petitioner had alleged that the bulldozer action had specifically targeted members of a minority community. It said that the government was taking selective action against the people accused in the protests that broke out against the now-suspended BJP spokesperson Nupur Sharma's insulting remarks on Prophet Muhammad. In its response, the UP government said that the Prayagraj demolitions were carried out by the Local Development Authority, which is an autonomous body from the state government. Listeners, while we're on the topic of demolitions, I'd like to alert you to an NL Sena project 
my colleagues Ashwin Kumar Singh and Prateek Goyal are working on. There's been a buzz around bulldozer politics over the last few months, from Delhi to Gujarat and Uttar Pradesh to Madhya Pradesh. In Madhya Pradesh, the score of such demolition drives is much higher. Were only 40 to 50 structures raised, or is there truth to the unofficial tallies? Were they demolished for communal reasons? What is the government's justification, and what does the law say about it? Who has been impacted, and is this likely to happen again? The News Laundry team is digging deep to bring you the truth. But ground reports like these take time, effort, and resources. Do support us by contributing to our latest NL Sena project. Head on to newslaundry.com/sena and click on bulldozing a new image in MP. Choose a contribution amount of your choice and help us bring you the stories. India ranked low at 135 out of 146 nations for gender disparity as per the Gender Gap Report 2022 of the World Economic Forum released in Geneva today. Money Control reported. India's low rank is despite an improvement of 5 places since last year in better economic participation and opportunity. India continues to be among the worst performers on various parameters. Only 11 countries are ranked below India in the list of 146 nations. The countries with the worst ranking include Afghanistan, Pakistan, Congo, Iran, and Chad. In the sub-index related to health and survival, India ranked the lowest at 146th place. India is figured among the five countries where the gender gap is larger than 5%. India showed a declining score in the sub-index of political empowerment, where the country ranks relatively higher at 48th place. Among the regions, South Asia has the largest gender gap, with low scores across different parameters and little progress made since last year. As per the report. It will take 197 years to close the gender gap in the region. The Supreme Court will hear next week the appeals filed against the hijab verdict of the Karnataka High Court, Baran Bench reported. The court had upheld the rights of educational institutions to ban the wearing of hijabs in college campuses. In March, the Supreme Court had declined a request for urgent listing of appeals against the High Court order. Advocate Prashant Bhushan had mentioned the matter before Chief Justice of India N V Ramana today on behalf of applicants who had challenged the High Court verdict. The Chief Justice said that the matter would come before the appropriate bench next week. Sri Lankan Prime Minister Ranil Wickremasinghe declared a state of emergency today after President Gotabaya Rajapaksa fled to the Maldives this morning. Reuters reported. The protesters marched towards the heavily guarded PM's bungalow today where they were met with several rounds of tear gas. In a statement, the prime minister slammed the protesters for breaching the temple trees and alleged that they wanted to stop the parliamentary process. Vikramasinghe's attempt to cling on to power has infuriated the protesters who say that he is acting on the whims of the Rajapaksa family which has dominated the country's politics since 2005. This is a developing story. Colombo had remained largely calm after the massive protests over the weekend with the protesters taking over the president's official residence which they continue to occupy and setting fire to Vikramasinghe's private mansion Sri Lanka is amid the most debilitating political and economic crisis to hit the country in decades the months long protests against several fuel and food shortages intensified on July 9th as thousands of protesters stormed the president's residence That's all the news we have for you today. 
have a great day or a good night depending on where you are listening from see you tomorrow all the news laundry podcasts are available on stitcher itunes and any other podcast platform please subscribe to news laundry help us keep news independent to catch all our podcasts on news pop culture current affairs and sport visit newslaundry.com follow us on facebook twitter and instagram and subscribe to our youtube channel Oh, 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 oh,